And welcome back to Big League Dreaming, the podcast, a show about fulfilling your dreams and taking it to the next level. I'm John Gonzalez, and if you're the first-time listener, this show is pretty simple. It's a dad and his three sons talking about the game they love so much, baseball. Uh, let's first introduce um, the kids that are with the kids, <laughs> the adults, my sons that are on the show today. We have two of the three. Uh, let's introduce them. And um, I should first of all say, today's episode brought to you by Johnny Ford sports card and memorabilia. <laughs> I'll tell you more about that a little later while we're mentioning Johnny Ford. Good guy, by the way. I don't know if they, did I meet Johnny Ford? No, I didn't meet him, but I'll tell you more about that later. Uh, first, let's introduce <laughs> our guest or our co-host, I should say. Uh, start, start with son number one, Zach Gonzalez. He is based in Charlotte, North Carolina. Zach is the Mariners fan on the podcast. Zach, how you doing? Yes, doing great. Um, Mariners got a Jorge Polanco on in the trade just the other day. So excited to finally have a second baseman. And um I'm I'm honestly just ready for the for to see some baseball and get get it going. I have never paid attention to preseason baseball as much as I have for 2024. Uh Polanco is a good pickup for the Mariners. Let's hope he stays healthy. Don't mean to jinx it, Zach, uh, all year long. Uh let's go on to son number two. He is the Red Sox fan. It is Ty Gonzalez based here in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Ty, how you doing? Red Sox. Come on. Red I know my Sox. I, I know my oh, Mets had, Red Sox? I know my Mets had a bad season, but I'm not jumping ship yet. <laughs> <laughs> Mets man, yes. He is the Mets man on this show. And where, where's your Mets uh you have the Mets logo usually on I know. your backdrop? I know I had the Mets hat on last week, but representing the uh our heart on your shirt and White caps oh, white today. caps. Yes. Las calaveras. Yes. The Copa de Baseball. I, I'm so, like like Zach said, Ty, are you excited about the new start of the season coming up? Oh, yeah, I'm ready. I mean, Zach, you remember here in Michigan when you start getting that slushy snow and it's all dirty looking. I told uh, my wife the other day, I said, yep, baseball is right around the corner. I like the looks of that. Well, son number three can't be with us today because I think they're going to practice outside today. They, son number three is Zane Gonzalez. He is the Red Sox fan. He's also the uh, associate head coach at uh, Indiana University at South Bend, where he uh, covers pitching and recruiting for them. And uh, they're getting ready to hit the road and get their season started pretty soon here. So, uh, Zach, you'll love this about me. I actually spent some time looking at uh, schedules for college baseball. Opening day, February 16th for the D1. Yep, just a couple weekends away, I was looking at um, uh, Virginia Tech comes to Charlotte. So if it's a nice day, I might hop over to uh, UNC Charlotte and see see an ACC team uh, come down the road. Well, I mean, we'll see. We'll see what the weather's like. Uh, February in Carolina, sometimes it's really nice. Sometimes it can be a little sketchy. Well, in Michigan, it's always sketchy. So <laughs> you never know what you're going to get. All the snow is melting right now. So we'll see what happens in a week from, from now. But if this is your first time listening to the show, um, we get together, we talk about baseball. Sometimes it might be talking about high school baseball, college baseball, professional baseball. We might talk to an agent. Last The last show was a lot of fun, right, guys? Yeah, Blaze was awesome. Talking in, talking to uh, an agent who played for the Whitecaps, played for Michigan State, and uh, is representing Max Clark right now. So that was a lot of fun. And then, Zach, we've had on Little League coaches. We've had on um, we've had on so many different people. I know. I, I feel like we're pretty well-rounded with our guests. We've we've had, uh, you know, players. We've had uh, scouts, college coaches, people in minor league baseball, GMs, things like that. Um, yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, it's, it's been a lot of fun ever since we started it up uh, a few few years ago. So I'm glad we still got it rolling. Yeah, season four, as Ty reminds me, season four, I can't believe it's been that long. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, Ty, you're going to introduce our next guest because when you when you sent the, the text to us in our group text saying, hey, I got I got a guy for you. And I read the name and I was like, oh, I remember this guy. I remember this player. And uh, I can't wait for you to tell us what made you think to bring him on the show and, and introduce him. Ty, take it away. Oh, man, I'm so excited to welcome today's guest. He is a good friend of mine. We played college ball together for a couple of years. And this guy we have on the show, everyone stick around for this. This is going to be a great episode. You want to talk about passion. You want to talk about dreams. This is the guy that fits our podcast perfectly. Good friend of mine, David Sokolowski. Welcome, man. Hey, thanks for having me, man. Good to see you guys. I uh, Like I said, I it's been too many years. It's been too long since we've talked. And uh, I remember the good old days of being down in Panama City Beach and, and uh Old Dad Gonzalez interviewing us at the hotel lobby down there, getting ready for the preseason show for the Cougars. Oh, that, yeah. That, you, you remember uh, that one game? We all, I think we all listened back to the broadcast about 18 different times that night of my dad saying, uh, I think someone was up to bat and they smoked a line drive at our coach. And you just hear, oh, Coach Valier's down. And then it's just silent. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I do remember that. And I, I remember um, you speaking of balls headed Coach Valier. Uh, we had that like 32 degree each snow game at Trine University. Um, we got off the bus, it was snowing. And Coach Pachaki tells us instead of a double header, we're going to play one nine. Coach Valier tries to barehand a foul ball chopped down the third baseline and broke one of his fingers. Oh, yeah. And he was probably. I mean, he was at the, the last year of his career at the time. We're like, man, coach, you almost got out in time. Yeah. He was, he was a good coach. He was fun to play for. Oh, the best. I actually, uh, I try to talk to him a couple times a year. He, uh, one of the most influential guys of, of my career, both as a player and now as a coach, a guy that I really took a lot from. So I, I have a special place in my heart for him for sure. Well, on today's episode, uh, we definitely want to cover, um, David, your uh, journey to how you got to uh, be coaching today at uh, Buchanan High School in uh, southwestern Michigan, not too far from Zane, actually. You're just up the down the road or up the road from South Bend there in Buchanan. So um, you're probably you're closer to him than, than the two of us. <laughs> um, but uh, we're excited to hear your journey yeah. and and excited to hear um, how you got there and how you got to coach. So um, why don't you tell us a little bit more about uh, your playing days at Buchanan and and how you went to KBCC? Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I'll spare all the details cause obviously we're, we're uh, probably limited on time, but yeah, four year career Buchanan, uh, went to Buchanan my whole life. Um, played for a couple different coaches while I was in school, uh, part of a couple 20 win teams, uh, my junior and senior year, uh, received several postseason honors, both of those seasons. Um, and then, uh, you know, again, kind of cutting a long story short, had some family stuff happen. Um, Decided to go the JUCO route. Kalamazoo was only an hour away from home. Um, Coach Valier uh, told me, you know, from the get-go, he said, you know, I'm going to give you a chance to to earn scholarship your first year. Um, best laid plans didn't uh, go to plan. I had a broken wrist in 2010 when I graduated. Uh, that summer, I broke it in Legion Ball, sliding into home plate. I did not go head first, for those of you that are thinking that I broke that rule. 
Um, I tried to hook slide and the catcher uh, took a knee on the throw and kneeled right into me as I was sliding and my wrist rolled right into his shin guards. Um, but Coach Valer let me hang around, uh, came back the next year and got to play with Gans and a bunch of other great guys. Um, part of a school record 40 and 15 Kalamazoo Valley team. I just want to point out, shout out to the the Cougars there. Yeah. What was that, the 2012? Was that the spring 2012 team? Yep, that was spring but, 2012. Uh, that's right. I still have the ball. It's in my uh, my trophy case in my office. That's a, a pretty cool item. Coach Valero gave us a ball with the 20 or the 40 and 15 record on it. But I mean, how often do you hear 55 games getting played in Michigan anymore? But um, yeah, and then from there, you know, uh, I ended up transferring um, to Purdue University North Central, which is now uh, Purdue Northwest. They unified. Uh, after my last season there uh, with Purdue Calumet. So they're actually a division two, I believe now they're in the GLIAC with uh, Grand Valley state and all those schools. Um, but that was a really cool experience. It wasn't necessarily my first choice as Tyler knows. Um, I had a pretty major knee injury when I was at Kalamazoo Valley and it kind of derailed uh, what I really wanted to do as far as where I wanted to go next. Um but, you know, everything happens for a reason, as you guys know. Um, around that time, uh, you know, sad part of the story, pre precursor. Uh, my dad got sick. I ended up uh, coming home and working and helping out uh, with everything we had going on. And a buddy of mine at River Valley High School in Three Oaks, Michigan, down here not too far from me, uh, shoots me a text and says, hey, buddy, I'm going to resign the varsity position. Uh, would you be interested in applying? We had a brand new athletic director at the time named Jim Wisely. He's actually the superintendent of Goebbels High School uh, in Goebbels, Michigan now. Um, and he took a chance on a 24-year-old kid with no high school coaching experience, just a, a bunch of passion for baseball and a good playing career. Um, I coached there for five years, including the COVID year. Um, led them to a preseason number one ranking my final two seasons there. Uh, never did get the ring, but, uh, you know, had a, had a pretty nice, pretty nice build up there. Um, stepped away for a year, transitioned into my teaching career. Cause I'm a, I'm an elementary teacher now. Um, and got married to my, my beautiful wife, Kaylee, and we bought our home that year. So a lot went on. I didn't waste my year off. And then, uh, again, as fate has it. Uh, Jim Brawley, who's at Niles, Michigan now, Niles High School, contacts me and says, hey, Dave, uh, I'm going to retire at the end of the season. Um, the Buchanan job's going to be open next year. Well, they ended up winning the state title. And so he went out on a high note and I came in as the favored applicant. And here I am heading into now my second season at Buchanan, my seventh year overall. And I am truly living uh, my baseball dream coming back to my alma mater. So... Yeah, it's been a it's been a wild ride, boys. I want to follow up on that because I know that uh, after your playing days were over at Kalamazoo Valley, you opted not to go to a four year school, and uh, you ended up coaching, I think, uh, freshman or JV baseball at your at Comstock Park here, where you where you played, and that was rough being a young person trying to coach uh, high school kids, right? Yeah, it was it was challenging. I mean, the hardest part for me and i don't know if this was the same for you soko was that transition from 
player to coach was really pretty tough for me to sometimes take a step back and be like, okay, I can't, I can't talk to these kids how I want to talk if I was a player. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I 100% agree with you. And I think the biggest thing, man, was um, the same guy that hired me, Jim Wisely. He told me the number one rule of coaching, you can't want it more than they do. And that is the hardest part because the competitive nature doesn't die. The will to win never fades. And you just try to implement that into what you're doing. I guess, was this kind of always in the back of your mind of coaching? Was coaching always something that you wanted to get into that you were interested in? Because sometimes it kind of just falls in people's lap. I'm sure the CP guys reached out to Ty and was like, hey, we need you to coach the freshman JV team. Practices next week, you better be there. And then other people are like, well, you know, as I'm a player, I need to be picking the coach's brain because this is what I want to do. How did it uh, play out in your mind, I guess? Yeah, man. So it was a little bit of both, honestly. Um, you know, as Ty knows, I'm, I'm a lot like him. We were both kind of students of the game as players. You're always looking for, um, you know, the competitive advantage. You're looking for the new thing that you can improve on. What's the new, the new style in the game? You know, we've watched this game evolve so much over the years, and I'm sure you guys have had endless conversations about that. Um, and I have my parents to thank for my love for coaching because I got into it very young, coaching with my mom and dad, coaching my younger brother and things like basketball and baseball. And I always liked giving back. Um, and I think when I got into college, I always had it in the back of my mind that when it was time to hang my spikes up, I wanted to, to get on the other side of the line. And I wanted to, to really give kids the opportunity um, that I had or didn't have even growing up. I mean, I remember those days of little league where I didn't know who the high school coach was. Um, you know, I went to games, I watched my older brother and stuff like that, but it wasn't the same. And now here I am. Um, I, I do Sunday, you know, workout clinics every week for an hour with kids from eighth grade down to T-ball and they love it. And it's giving me an opportunity to not only build my pipeline, but, <laughs> but give them a chance to love the game. You know, so it was a bit of both, Zach. I mean, honestly, that's a good question. I was just going to say, I think that's why uh, me and you connected and, and got along so well is we both kind of came from that that passion and that drive and that grind mentality. Um, I mean, we were both kind of in the same situation at Valley fighting for a spot. What's something you tell maybe some of your players or maybe some of your players that move on to college if they get into that, like, fighting for a spot um, position that me and you are in, like what's something you tell them to, to keep pushing forward? I mean, yeah, uh, man, guys, that's a, <laughs> that's such a loaded question, but it's a good one. Um, not to be, a, you know, a cliche at all, but it's like what the name of your guys' podcast, man, you keep dreaming. Um, you went there for a reason. You had a dream in mind. Uh, remember that when you go, and this was my thing, and you know this too, Gans, because you and I talked about it a hundred times. Coming out of high school, you know, you're the guy. You're one of the guys. You know, with me coming from Buchanan, I mean, it was me. It was Coonsey. It was, you know, Dalton Shearer and Cash and Nate and those guys that we played with. When you get to a college, and it doesn't matter what level you're at, like, it, it's like I've seen that meme a hundred times on the internet. If you make it to JUCO, if you make it to NAIA Division Three, D2, D1, you're somebody. 
And not to, you know, not to drop too many names, but when you get on campus at Kalamazoo Valley coming from Little Buchanan and you're running into guys like Jimmy Jackson and Drew Schutz and Jake Davis and Ty Gonzalez, Trevor Hicks, these dudes from all over the state who have every ounce of talent that you do, it's a grind, man. And there were days where I was calling home to dad and mom and being like, hey, I don't know what I got myself into. And they just reminded me of one thing, and that was the same reason that we're all sitting here tonight is I love this game. I'm never going to give up on it, and it's never given up on me. It's given me everything that I've put into it and more. Um, and I'm sure it'll pay dividends until the day I'm gone because I'm always going to find a way to love it, whether it's watching it from afar, going to a ballpark and feeling that little kid energy that we all do when we step into a big league ballpark. Um that's what I tell my guys. Be prepared for the challenge, but re remember why you're there. Well, Zach, I'm sure that you can relate to a lot of it. You you didn't coach high school kids. Oh, you you have coached high school kids before, I should say. Um, but uh, you know, after your playing days were over, you still coached at uh, you know at the club level at the, in college, and you know you kept at it for a while. So, what is it about coaching, Zach? Do you think that is in it in you in, in you and and David has it as well? Yeah, I think it just comes so naturally uh, to certain people. Um, and it, you just kind of find yourself in those positions without even trying to really make something happen. Um, I, I don't know what it is, but those, those baseball minded people that love giving back and helping others, you just kind of fall into those situations where, okay, now I'm on the staff helping out these guys. Um, and that's kind of like what happened with my relationships when I was the pitching coach at Calvin college. And then, um, doing the club ball stuff down at coastal Carolina. Um, it's really relationships and meeting good people and having good connections and things like that. And when it's something that, that you love the game so much, it just almost becomes a part of you. And it's just what you think about every day and, uh, what, what you're into. So it's pretty cool. Um, and, and Soko, I, I love that you're a, a Juco guy. Um, I'm a Juco guy myself. I played at Jackson. Juco bandits for life, man. <laughs> yep. I, I do have two wins and a save under my belt against Kalamazoo Valley. I like to remind Ty about that. Oh, man. Um, you're, a, you're a Jet? Yep. Yep. Oh, man. <laughs> yep. We had some battles um, with those guys. Uh, I'm sure, like, you're a huge advocate for junior college baseball and the game and things like that. When you're helping your players, I know you've only been doing, uh, you've only been a high school head coach for a handful of years, but I'm sure you've come into situations where you're trying to help kids get kids placed that want to play at the college level. What are some of those conversations you've been having with your players about junior college baseball, going that route, and really that whole junior college league in, in Michigan and how good it is? Yeah, um, I push it strong i mean like you like ty i am an advocate for juco baseball um i i don't think there's any need to go out and throw out the hundreds of success stories that have come from junior college ball um for a lot of families especially from a place like where i'm from rural southwest michigan money is an issue take the affordable route get your general education classes out of the way save money you know decide and this is a big thing too Decide if college is for you. 
I tell that to my high school players too. And I'm not trying to downplay college, go for it, get an education. It's not for everyone. I'm, I'm extremely proud to say that all the guys that have played for me have graduated and they've either gone into the military, the trades or to college. Those are all perfectly good routes. Um, but going back to your original question with Juco and the strong conference in the league that we have in Michigan, um, I mean, I just share the stories, man. I, I do. I mean, when you're when you're going up against the Kellogg Community Colleges and the Grand Rapids Community Colleges who have guys pumping 90, 92, that's plenty. And then it gets even better when you go south for spring training and you're playing Gulf Coast Community College and they've got Auburn transfers and LSU transfers who are unlike anything you've seen from southwest Michigan. Um, Brian Coons can attest to that, Gons. I'm pretty sure that ball hasn't landed yet, but uh, sorry, Brian. I love you. I love you. But if you remember, Gons, I was in the left. The guy was a lefty. Tyler Dial was his name. I always remember little guy, Auburn transfer, hits a ball left center. And when I took off, I was going towards center field. That ball cut back so hard in that thick Florida wind, it landed behind me. And the center fielder was looking at me like, where are you going? But, uh, yeah, the, the Juco route, Zach, it's it's a great way to go. Um, there's nothing wrong with it. Got too many guys downplay it. It's a stigma. It's wrong. Um, it's a great way to get started. It's a great way to enjoy the game for a couple more years. I think everyone was saying, where the heck is he going? That was Apple Dude, Taco. I... <laughs> <laughs> that was a bomb. Oh, man. It was a bomb. I... Ty, do you have more uh, memories about playing with with David? Oh man, we have we have a ton, uh, <laughs> ton of great memories. I mean, the ones that I really remember the most though are just uh, like I said earlier, our our work ethic together. Like there was a a handful of us that really just wanted to take our game to the next level, and we were doing everything possible. Like uh, another guy, James, a good friend of ours, uh, was a was the same way we just really had that passion for baseball but also just getting better at the game and i think um those are, those are the memories that i remember the most with soko is just us working so hard on on fighting for that spot and just getting better so you're just tuning in right now you're listening to big league dream is the podcast a show about fulfilling your dreams and taking it to the next level it's a dad and his sons talking about the game they love so much. Our guest today is David Sokolowski. He is the head coach, the head varsity coach at Buchanan High School in southwestern Michigan. He's also a former teammate of my son, Ty, who just you just heard talking there for a second. Um, uh, David, I, I got I mean, I'm as you know, as you, you know me, we know each other personally, and we just haven't seen each other for a long time. You know how proud I am of all three of my boys, right? Um, but you have to admit, I mean, I'm so proud of Ty, right? Because um, you know, he came in there at first year at KBCC fighting for just any kind of recognition at all, not getting a lot of playing time. And then he comes back and he's like the MVP of second year. I mean, did you watch him just like just blossom overnight? I, yeah, man. So I share Ty Gonzalez stories with my players regularly and they don't know who they, who he is. They're like, who's this guy? Um, when I, when I put, when you say ball player and you look it up in the dictionary, there's a picture of Ty Gonzalez there a guy who can plug in at third, he can plug in at first, plug in at second, he can go pitch, he could, I mean, he could throw the gear on if he had to. Um, kids don't understand what that's like. I preach versatility. 
Um, the more things that you can do, the more valuable you are to your team and your coaches. Um, you know, I wasn't surprised when Ty got that, that team MVP because I saw a guy who did so many things for us that didn't, they weren't things that you read about in the stat sheet all the time. It was, he challenged us in practice. He made us better in games. Um, when I talk to my pitchers and, and Zach, I know you'll appreciate this as a, as a pitching guy. Um, my favorite thing that Ty does and the MLB destroyed this and Ty, you know what I'm going to say? I've never seen a guy wait out a base runner like Ty does. Um, we did inter squad world series, our first year together at Valley. And I was playing defense and Gons was pitching. He let up a base runner and he was fuming because it was a borderline <laughs> call. He was a control guy. You know, he was, he was dot and he wasn't a velo guy. Let up a base runner. And I could tell from the outfield, he was PO'd. And all of a sudden he waited to pick this dude off. It must've been five minutes. I felt like he was never going to throw a pitch and I'm out in the outfield going, what is he doing? All of a sudden the base runner just got antsy, took one hard step to two and Gons picks over and got him. And I was dying. I was laughing so hard. So I tell my high school kids, I said, you don't have a pitch clock. I was like, mix your looks, annoy the runner and he will eventually give in. It's a battle of attrition, man. And, and I use Ty as that, that reference all the time. So, yeah, I mean, again, it goes back to that student of the game, the fact that he never just did bullpens. He never settled for any one role. He was in the batting cage with us. He was doing PO drills, and he was doing stuff away from the field too. I mean, even the wiffle ball stuff, Gans. I mean, the wiffle ball stuff we did, that's, that's hand-eye coordination stuff. I mean, that's quick hands that trains you more than kids realize not enough kids are still playing backyard wiffle ball nowadays, but, uh, yeah, John, that's trains you to be a disciplined hitter too. A hundred percent. I still can't hit your little scuff ball curve thing. I I can't replicate it either. I I love that story. I didn't didn't know that story about the pickoff, but, but I think that's, that's a good one. (laughs) That's a good one to tell though, because, um, you have to have that mentality, right? This show is about fulfilling your dreams and taking it to the next level. If you're not battling at an inner squad game among your buddies, why are you going to be battling against the conference champion just because it's a conference champion, you know? You've got to battle every single inning, every single at bat, every out, whether it's a practice, inner squad, or the real deal. Wouldn't you agree, David? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I mean, and that's the type of guys you want alongside you, too, if you're on a team. You don't want the gamers. You don't want the guys who are there to fill their stat sheet or worry about their game film for the next school they're going to. Um, you know, you love you love to have guys like Ty on your team. He mentioned James. That's another great one. Um, another great Southwest Michigan guy from Vicksburg. Um, I mean, there's there's so many lists, man. We were we were so blessed to have a great team, especially that first year, man. I can't say enough about that first year team. I'm I'm still lucky enough to be friends with a lot of them. Uh, I talked to Drew Schutz every single day. He's one of my best friends. He stood in my wedding. Um, he came off an injury. You remember this, Guns? It was yeah. our, what was our, our second year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Pete Chalk lines us up on the left field line, and he says, whoever gets this ball first is in the starting lineup tomorrow for our exhibition game. It wasn't even a, a, a season game. It was a fall ball game. <laughs> and Drew wasn't even medically cleared yet. 
Peachock hits a fungo to deep right, and Drew was the first guy to get that ball. <laughs> he was in the lineup the next day. Like, those are the guys you want. Well, that sounds like I've... something Peachock you would do. That, that <laughs> sounds like how you would make the lineup. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> David, did you know that uh, Zach actually pitched for Peachocky? For Peachocky? Oh, really? For yeah. Kalamazoo? Uh, when he had the Kalamazoo Cubs before the Growlers. Before the Growlers, you pitched for him. Yep. Yeah. He, uh, Peachock, man, what a guy. I mean, he's done some great things with the Kalamazoo Growlers. Um, he was still kind of getting his feet wet, I think, with coaching when Gonz and I played for him. He was still pretty young at the time. Um, but he took over that second year when Coach Valier retired. But uh, another – I would describe him as intense as far as his um, – he's fun. He's fun to be around, and if you're one of his guys, he's a lot of fun. But when it's game time, he's very intense. Well, I want to get back into high school for a real quick uh, high school game that you're coaching now at Buchanan. You took over in 2023, right, for, for Jim Brawley. Um, they're coming off of a state championship in Division Three, and, um, you know, they hadn't won a state championship since, like, 1985, I think it was, you know. So um, – here you are, first year head coach there, your alma mater, and now you've got to replicate the success. I mean, what kind of pressure did you have, you know, going into that season? Yeah, so, um, gosh, I didn't put a lot of pressure on myself, if I'm being honest, because um, I toe that fine line between optimism and realism. Um, I knew what they had graduating from that team. Uh, I also knew what my expectations were going in. And I think we finished at like nine and 21 last year. Um, not great on paper, but that was not indicative of the team we were. Um, we gave away a lot of games, just, you know, free bases, mistakes, things like that. Um, but yeah, I didn't place a lot of people came up to me and said that same thing, John. It was like, you know, you got big shoes to fill for Jimmy Brawley and, um, you know, you got to repeat now and stuff like that. I'm like, that's not realistic guys. Like how many teams do you see in the state that aren't named Orchard Lake St. Mary's that can go back to back? It's not easy for anybody. And, um, I only had, I think a handful of seniors coming back of those guys. Only one of them is now at the site, uh, at the next level. Um, my shortstop Cade pricing, uh, plays for Kalamazoo college division three. Um, he will have a very good chance to be their starting shortstop this year. Um, but I mean, they graduated seven guys off the state team, if I recall, and I believe five of them are playing at the next level. That's incredible. And I think one of the ones who isn't playing baseball at the next level is kicking at Albion college in football. So they were gamers. I mean, they were athletes. So I never really put that on myself, honestly. Um, I took it in stride. I was just proud to be home and I was ready to, to set in stone now a new, a new era. I, I looked at it as a fresh slate and where we go from here is a new chapter. It's not the Jim Brawley chapter. Um, it's not about the 2023, um, or excuse me, the 2022 team. Um, it's, it's new. And I think moving forward, that's something that we're going to embrace. So, so did you start uh, your first practice with putting River Valley on the on the uh, weight room schedule to circle it and say, you know, the clock is ticking or the clock is on or whatever? 
<laughs> so we actually, oh man, I can't remember. Now. Open, do you open I, with we, them this year? We we open with them this year. Last year, I think they were maybe our second or third game on the schedule, and we did beat them. Um, but it wasn't really like that. I, it was. It felt. It was more of a proud moment. A lot of those boys that we I coached against were boys that I had as younger guys, because um, as I mentioned, I took a year away. So some of my sophomores at the time were now seniors. So I walked over to the the opposing dugout and I hugged them all and shook hands with the coach and because um, he was an old Legion ball teammate of mine, a River Valley grad, Jason German. Um, he's actually an assistant at Lake Michigan College now in the same JUCO conference. But it was special. And we're opening this year. They have a new coach. Um, his name is Brian McCarty. He was part of one of their state championship teams at River Valley, I believe, in 1995. Um, he's still in the state record books for hitting in the top, I believe, top five in multiple categories. Um, so they're in good hands. They're just a much smaller school. So they battle numbers and enrollment, um, which is something, you know, up by Grand Rapids. I'm sure you guys don't have to struggle with that much. But, uh, yeah, it's it's cool playing them. I don't ever forget that where I got my start. Uh, my dad went there. He was a River Valley grad, so they always have a special place in my heart. Um, in my office down the hall uh, from the COVID year, um, the guy who did our team pictures, Kevin Harrington from Harrington Photography, um, shout out, Kevin. Uh, he did the yard signs, you know, like the political signs, and he did one that had all my seniors on it. And after the COVID year got canceled, I had them all sign it at graduation and it's on my office wall. That's my first group that I had from freshman to senior. Um, and they earned that number one rank in the state for River Valley and put them back on the map. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's always special, man. It's cool to play them. Specifically coaching high school baseball, what do you think is like one of your favorite things that typically goes unnoticed, like by by parents, by players, you know, these parents and people that show up to watch the games, but they don't, they're not aware of all the prep work and all of the, um, all the stuff that goes behind the scenes. What are some things that like you love to, to knock out or check off your list? It's going to sound really corny. I love, I love being the last guy at the field at night. Um, you know, whether I'm on the tractor dragging the infield or walking through the dugouts and stuff like that there's something calming about that um it's always been like my favorite thing i can stand on the fence of a baseball field and it's like it's that field of dreams feeling you know what i mean um you know for me and again this is kind of diving into that whole um spiritual thing that we all have in common with our religion is me not having my mom and dad and knowing how important the game was to both of them as college softball and baseball players respectively um it's my moment to talk with them and reflect on where I came from. Uh, as far as the stuff that I really also enjoy uh, incorporating the players is the same stuff that we got in Juco. And that's those bus rides, the the pregame ride up to the game. You know, I'm driving the van or sitting in the back of the bus with the team and we're talking and you're having those pregame talks or you're having those inside jokes that nobody else knows about and building that camaraderie. Um, I love that. I love the relation. I'm a relationship guy. I'm very blessed to to have strong relationships with past teammates and coaches and my own players that I've coached. Um, people don't get to see that, man. They really don't. We get to see it on TV and we love watching guys like uh, 
you know, Freddie Freeman and Anthony Rizzo face off in a rare occasion like we did a couple of years ago. People don't know about that stuff until you see it on national television. Um, but it's special, man. It's what makes this game so great. Since this podcast is about fulfilling your dreams and take it to the next level, you know, you've already said a, a number of times you're living your dream right now, right? Um, and if it all, I, I truly believe if, if it all ends tomorrow, you, you're you're happy, right? Um, but still, you know, um, you must be have some thoughts of where you'd like to take this thing because listening to you, your maturity, your experience, I mean, you could coach at the collegiate level. You could coach at the professional level. I mean, wh where do you want to go with this? I mean, you obviously you have a knack of getting, you know, a rapport with your players. You know the game. You have a passion for it. Where do you want to take this thing? At risk of sounding content, I, I've had this conversation a lot with my wife, and she's always told me, well, what if you get an offer? Um, what if a college calls you? I don't know. I really don't because, number one, I love teaching, and I love that I'm in Buchanan. Um, I really, really want to win a state championship. I, that's like, that's right up there. You know, I can't lie about it. Um, I don't do it for me. I do it for my love for the game, but I do it for the kids. Um, at the same time, I would be lying if I didn't say getting into the hall of fame someday would be cool. Um, you know, I'm, I'm 20 or I started at 24. I'll be 32 in May. Um, I believe, gosh, I'm trying to act like I don't keep count. I think I'm sitting on 79 career victories. So I'm rapidly coming up on 100. Um, there's only, I believe, two guys in Michigan history that have ever eclipsed 1,000. Um, but there's a guy from Berrien Springs who just retired a couple years ago, John Donnelly, who I believe, I want to say he retired on 699. And I would love to reach up near that mark. Um, so if I coach at Buchanan until I hang it up, I will die a happy man. If someday comes and some college calls and says, hey, we've seen your success. We want you to head up this program. I will consider it. Um, I'm kind of giving the old Jim Harbaugh answer. You know, I'll weigh all my options. I'll play my, my, my hand close to the chest. But um, I think people near and dear to me know that Buchanan is where my heart is. And I have no intentions of leaving anytime soon. So uh, as long as they will have me, I'm going to be a loyal buck and I'm going to bleed maroon and white. And uh, hopefully in the next couple of years, we can find ourselves back in East Lansing. Well, I think if he gets Jim Harbaugh money, he probably will reconsider quickly. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, full roster control, new facilities. Why not? We have a, a little fun thing that we wanted to do here at the end of the episode. Uh, we sent you a little something in the mail. So if you want to open that up. I so have we, it right here. All right. So while all you're right, opening. Explain what we're doing. Yeah. So while you're opening that, I'm going to tell. Go ahead. Go ahead and open that. I'm going to tell Zach and, and my dad what's going on here. So. Oh, okay. Me, me and Soko and uh, James, like we mentioned earlier in the podcast, had a tradition. <laughs> Every Thursday, we would all go get a box of cards and open them up, and we'd call it Terran Thursdays. So we're actually filming this on a Thursday, so we sent you a pack, and we we all got a pack, too, so we can all crack open a pack together to kind of end this episode. I love episode. it, guys. You remembered. Yes. The tradition. 
Taryn Thursday. No so, you're the, so you're the guest, man. Go ahead and open your pack first. All right. Well, I'll open my pack first. So here we go, boys. All right. Some uh, top series two. Mr. Aaron Judge on the cover. You guys, you guys like Judge? You do. What huh? year is that? Tops, twenty twenty one. Uh these are. Why can't I see the year? These are twenty threes. Twenty three. Okay. Oh, look at that, boys! How fitting. I'm a Tiger fan. My guy, stars of the MLB, Miguel Cabrera, right there. Right. There you go. What a career for that guy. Uh, got a All Star Manny Machado. Got a Ryan Nelson rookie, Spencer Strider, Ramon Laureano, Mark Vientos rookie, Jared Walsh, Ryan Tapera, Logan Webb. Got a Tampa Bay Rays team picture, Minnesota Twins team picture, Zach Grinke, still doing it. <laughs> uh, future stars, Rowanzi Contreras, Jorge Soler, hot free agent right now. Uh, Colorado Rocky actually gone. Let's watch out for this guy. Michael Tolia, switch hitting first baseman. I like this guy. And then uh, Freddie Peralta. So, yeah, we'll, we'll take the Miggy as the highlight. I love it. Nice, dude. That looks nice. I'm still a big collector, Gons. My office I, I is insane. I figured you were, man. I mean, we used to do this. You're going to have to road trip down soon. Yeah, heck yeah. We used to do this uh, every, every Thursday night. We'd we'd all get together in the offseason, get a box, and open a bunch of packs. And that that's another good memory we have. And we got we had some crazy – we got some crazy cards because – the year we were doing that was we did though. we did uh was 2012 so was it 2012 or 2013 whatever it was both year, it was both yeah uh one of the years it was the harper trout um rookie year yeah. so i still have a bunch of those i have a ton of sweet harper rookies and trout rookies from all the cards we got oh, yeah. that year and thank you for the album by the way oh yeah i, I still forgot have... about that I still have two of your other ones that you burnt for me back in the day. They are still uh, right where I can find them. And I actually listened to one um, in when I was working out in my shop. I have my stereo set up out there with my CD disc changer. And I was listening to one of them this year uh, in the summertime when I was out working in my shop. So awesome, I definitely dude. still have the originals, man. The uh, recording in your apartment closet. <laughs> so two things. Number one, Zach, you'll love this. So a big reason why I love the game so much is my guy right here. You guys know who Junior is? Yes. <laughs> That's the best, man. That's my uh, one of my limited edition Ken Griffey Jr. bobbleheads. I'm a big Junior collector. Uh, he's my my all-time favorite. And then the other one, I shared this with, with Ty the other day uh, when we texted, when he invited me on the show. Um, so still to this day, and I have my necklace right here, I have my, my baseball bat cross. I tell people it's my two favorite religions, Christianity and baseball. Um, and I've got my number 15 on here, my coveted number 15 that Gons remembers. We get to college, and Coach Valier walks us into the equipment room. He didn't care who we were, what our name was, and didn't have us in any particular order. And he gives Ty the number 15 jersey right in front of me, so I get handed number 16. And we walk out in the hallway, and I said, hey, Gons, what do you want for it? I was going to give him the big league treatment, right? So every Wednesday, we would go to B-dubs for wings with the guys. And Gons remembers this. 
I said, I'll tell you what, man. I said, if I buy your wings tonight, you trade me number 15. He says, done. So we go to B-dubs and we all get done eating our wings and we're walking out to the car, heading back to the apartments. Gons looks at me. He goes, by the way, Soko, I'd have let you have it for free, man. <laughs> I just, I was like, all right. I was like, whatever, dude. I don't mind buying your dinner. <laughs> and I wore that 15. I still wear it now coaching. It's always been my number. That's great. All right, Ty, you going next? Yeah, I'll go next. I got the uh, the same pack Soko had. Tops Let's go, baby. See if how, I many, some... he... how many cards are in your pack? Uh, 16, I believe. 16? Yeah, I saw Dad. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll let you tell the story when, when it's your turn to open. Oh, no, here we go. St- we saw this guy on our trip. Zach, before you jo- joined, we were talking about our three games in 24 hours. Is that it's Gunner Rookie. Wow, I saw nice. him hit a bomb in Baltimore. So that's that's probably going to be the best card I get, honestly. He's going to be special. Yeah, he is. Uh, Drew Waters, Rookie, Mustakis, J.D. Davis on the Giants, uh, Lance Lynn, <laughs> Jock Peterson. So weird Giants. New weird. Arizona Diamondback. Oh, is he? Uh-huh. Uh, Stone Garrett, Stone Garrett, rookie. I don't even know who that guy is. Uh, Cleveland guy, Gabriel Arias. Uh, oh, here we go. Former White Cap. Here you go, Zach Suarez. Yeah, your boy. Just traded him. <laughs> Did you really? Oh, and here's one for you, Dad. Casey Mize. Casey Mize. Hope he has a big comeback this year. Face of the franchise. Well, I don't know about that anymore. Uh, I got a He's Seattle. got an arbitration hearing coming up, doesn't he? He won. Or they settled. They, they settled. Oh, they did. Yeah. Yeah, I hope he bounces back. I, him and Scooball could be a good one, too. No question. Then I got uh, some of those team cards that nobody ever wants. Seattle, San Diego, <laughs> uh, a Springer. <laughs> Springer, Zach, one of your favorite players right there. George Springer. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh Iggy. Jose nice. Iglesias rounding it out. So yep, the gunner, the gunner rookie, future stars of the game, or stars of the MLB. Looks like our nice. packs, packs were the same, Soko. We both started off with a nice card. What did you get? All right. So I got five packs, but there's only four cards each. So I'm just gonna open them all because it's 20 cards. Whoa. But I haven't looked, but I just opened them all. So I'll, I'll go through them fast. Uh, Stoko, I'll show you this real quick because I'm Griffey all the way, right? Heck yeah. I didn't even get up. It's just sitting over here. <laughs> this is my binder oh, from when I was a little kid. Uh-huh. And then I got all of the old 90s cards. Oh, oh I love all it, that. Dude. I love it. Heck yeah. If you guys invite me back, I will show you the uh I will show you the vault next time. My my coveted trophy case in my office. It's got all my Griffey. I have that box. I have it. It's in the trophy case. The frosted Wheaties box, man. And I have the book. It's in my office. Got a bunch of stuff. This here. guy gets it. <laughs> we're, we're Griffey brothers, Zach. We're Griffey brothers. You got this one? <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. All right, here's my cards. Love it. Yeah. 
Sonny Gray, Josh Rojas, who's now a Mariner, uh, Willie Mays insert card, Nick Lodolo, Jock Peterson, Nick Castellanos, Adam Hazley, former Charlotte Knight, Anderson Severino, another Charlotte Knight. I liked him. Reliever, throws gas. Jaron Duran, Albert Pujols. Oh, Ty. What'd you get? Uh, Julio Refractor. Oh, is that numbered? Is that so numbered? it's not a regular. It's a rainbow refractor. Is that numbered? No. Dang, that's but, like, nice. This one's a rainbow. All the other ones are just like regular. Oh, yeah. Nice. But that's sweet. Rookie. All-star game won his first all-star rookie card. Dang. Carlos Rodon. Card that. Diaz. Aaron Savali. Royce Lewis, rookie. Ramos. Nelson Cruz. Jared Walsh. Austin Meadows, dad. Pink version. Oh, right. Something might happen with them. You never know. Adam Frazier. Um, Josh Harrison. And look what my last card is. Oh, I want that Torkelson? one. Generation now. Insert Spencer Torkelson Blue. Nice. He's, He's going to have a big monster. year this year. Yeah. He might. Yeah. Monster. John, do you like the cool Keith signing? I, I do. I think it's. I watched the whole press conference, and um, you know, I still get. I'm still on the press releases from the Tigers, so I get all the stuff that the Tigers beat writers get. And um, uh, yeah, the press conference. He was just so impressive. Um, what a great young man, you know, and um, extremely talented. Uh, I don't know if I don't know where his career is going to end up, but certainly the Tigers expect him to be a cornerstone for a long time. What are you showing off, Zach? His Julio. Hi, Julio. That's, that's, that's nice. the only rainbow in the whole pack. That's a nice card. So, so David, these guys were were hounding me for like the last week that we we that we knew you were coming, and Ty wanted to do this baseball card thing, and I'm like. Ty's like, you better go get some cards. I'm like, I will, I will, I will. Yeah, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. So today, like, did you get your cards? I'm like, no, but I'll go today. So I had an appointment not far from this card shop. I've only been in one time, and it was really quick. I walked in and walked out, and um, just because I didn't have a lot of time to, to check things out. But I walk in there today, and I just say, hey, um, I just need a pack of cards. I don't care which one it is, you know. And they're like going, what? I said, well, we have this podcast with my sons. I, so I started telling them the whole story, right? I'm at uh, Johnny Ford's Sports Cards and Memorabilia. It's off of Plainfield Avenue in Grand Rapids. And I'm there for like, like some, for real the first time. And nice guys, there's a customer there. And um, they're like, well, we have this, we have this, this. And I'm like, I don't know, give me that jumbo pack. It was like $18. I don't even know. It's this this one right here, this uh, Tops Update 2023. All right. So a lot of rookies said, in there. Yeah. And I said, yeah, just give me, just give me that. They're like, sure. No problem. So I get out some money to pay and the owner's like, stop. He goes, uh, what's his name here? Uh, it's uh, Timothy, <laughs> Timothy Hank, the owner. And uh, he's like, stop. He goes, I love your, the idea of your podcast. I love this concept of a dad and his sons doing a podcast. He goes, they're on the house. They're all yours. Just take the cards with you and have fun opening them tonight. Wow. He goes, he goes, I hope you get a banger in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When you said that, I hope so too. When you said that picture, I'm like, what the heck pack did you get? And then I looked it up. Those packs only come in those jumbo boxes. 
and there's like 10 packs in those and it was like $200 boxes. I'm like, yeah. what kind of pack did you get? That's like a $20 pack. <laughs> she was like, I'll take that one. And he, but anyway, nice guy. And I think the point I wanted to tell about that story is like, yeah, it was nice to get some free cards. But the most important part about that is that you could see like his other other card shop people were like listening to the story and listening to us talk about baseball. And there was a customer there. He was all like listening. And and uh, I forget how much, I forget a lot of times about how this is different and how this podcast came to be and, and people are really interested in it. So um, it was nice just to just have them kind of like, that is really cool, right? Um, in fact, uh, they wanted to know the name of the podcast and they found in the shop, they found the video of our three ballparks in, in 24 hours. You know, they're all excited. That, hey, we can't wait to watch this video, you know? Oh. So and it was pretty cool. So that's, thank that's you to, like, uh, what's that, Ty? I was going to say, it was kind of like when we went on the trip and wore the shirts. Yeah. Everyone was stopping us. Oh, yeah, there it is. Yeah, to, uh, Zach, show them the shirt there, Zach. Yep. And it's got the, it the cities on the back. Yeah. And SoCo, we went to the, well, you might have watched the video, but we went to the um, museum, the Babe Ruth Museum, and all the people in there are baseball people, right? You don't go to the Babe Ruth right. Museum if you're not a baseball person. And they're all reading our shirts, and they're like, oh, my gosh, like, how do we find it? Oh, I found it. This is so cool. And they're, like, following us and stuff. That was pretty neat. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. That's amazing. Right. I got I got to get one of those shirts. Yeah. Limited dude. edition, yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right. So again, thank you to uh, Johnny Ford, uh, Sports Cards and Memorabilia, located on Plainfield Avenue, Grand Rapids. Timothy Hank, the owner. Uh, thanks for supporting Big League Dream in the podcast. All right, here we go, Zach. First one. Oh, it's it's a Mariner. Uh, somebody by the name of Cooper Hummel. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they got Cooper, Cooper Hummel in a. Uh... A trade? I think they did a small trade for him. He was supposed to be the backup catcher, and then he played like maybe ten games, and they sent him back yeah. down to Tacoma, and now and he's not on the team anymore. <laughs> so, yeah, at least it started with the Mariners. Uh, Thaddeus War, Jordan Walker, um, Jordan Walker, good one. Eduardo Julian, the Twins, Zach Neto from the Angels, uh, Reese McGuire, Red Sox. Brad Hand, Rockies, Joey Ortiz, Tyler Anderson. Hey, Ty. There's a tie there. Uh, <laughs> Joey Wendell from the Marlins. So far, nothing exciting. Luis Medina, Oakland. J.P. Spears, Oakland. Uh, Jose Cuellas, Kansas City. Um, um, Marlins prospects. Nothing really crazy here. Uh, um, Tatis Machado, Goldschmidt. Okay, oh, here's the Tigers. Um, this is Michael Pierski and Cody Sedlock. Don't know who those guys are. Yes, <laughs> I have to do some research there. Never seen rookie, them. Rookie combo, yeah. Uh, Ryan Lettner. All right. This, Oh, okay. I saw something shiny. Hold on. Oh, here we go. Couple, couple shinies. Uh, this is William Contreras. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. That's, that's a nice card. That's, that's and, the rainbow uh, like my Julio. Uh, Ricky Cart, Andrew Monasterio. Oh, He's yeah. Good too. He hit the walk-off. 
Is that the gold that's numbered to 2023 on the back? Yeah, this is gold number to 2023. Yeah, this is 1001. Nice, numbered. Nice. Of 2023. Action stars. Jordan The Mariner Killer himself. Alvarez. Alexis Diaz. Oh, hey, how about this? The Carlton Fisk 35th anniversary card from the White Sox. We got to get Fisk on the show, Dad. We got to get Fisk on the show. I know we've been slouching on that one. Uh, NATO again. Let's see. Casey. Spacey. Spencer Turnbull. Blime Address. Uh, Riley Adams. I think that's about it. Nothing really. But in the court. Oh, uh, Ty. Uh, Brett Batty. Did, did, how did he? He didn't really pan out, did he? Uh, there's still time. There's still time for him? He, yeah, he he was decent. He was all right. Decent enough. Decent enough for a Met. All you got to do is hit 219. Jake Rogers from the Tigers. Uh, nice little Clayton uh, Kershaw photo. Uh, third Dodger pitcher to reach a milestone. His 200th win. You'll get the 200 <laughs> oh, nice. wins, uh, David. Or, uh, uh, you'll get the 200 wins, David, next year. How about that? <laughs> Got to play a lot of games. Yeah. So that was about it. Just a couple of nice ones and but still decent decent cards. Yeah, you got Fun. them numbered. Yeah, kind of numbered. Love that. Yeah, That's Zach, it. you That's mentioned my pack. that Babe Ruth Museum. You mentioned that Babe Ruth Museum. If you guys want to make a road trip, uh, quick shout out to uh, the Biggest Little Baseball Museum located in Three Oaks, Michigan. It's at the second level of the Three Oaks Library. It's a one-stop-like town, and it was founded by a guy from Three Oaks named Gary Lang. He's the former elementary principal there, and he is a baseball diehard, and it's a big room, and all the way 360 degrees around this room are gloves and bats from every era, uh, cards from every era, history books. He's had um, former major league players come there and talk. Um, to the public it's really really cool you guys should check it out sometime it's not a not too far of a drive uh i mean you're in north carolina right you're are you in south carolina I'm in North Carolina, yeah. north carolina yeah so if you ever come home check that out um and john and ty if you guys make a road trip down one day i'll uh i'll go over there with you but uh yeah between that and then i'm also don't be fooled my i still play guns I am actually the president of the Michiana Adult Baseball League in Niles, Michigan, right next to Buchanan. I actually live in Niles. Um, Oh, really? yeah, I'm still I'm still doing it. I was uh, I was uh, the MVP of the league two years ago. We got 12 teams, over 250 players in our league. We had a league meeting tonight, actually, before I got on the podcast. So, uh, Wow. yeah, I I never stop, man. Baseball is life, and I'm married to a, a diehard Chicago Cub fan, so. There you go. Go Cubbies. All right. Clubs Go and Cubs Tigers for man, the World I don't Series. have a choice. <laughs> I love it. There you go. All right. Well, David, thank you so much for joining the podcast. We really appreciate you uh, being on it. And uh, Ty or Zach or Ty or, or Zach, do you guys want anything uh, to wrap things up before we uh, send it off to Ty again? No, I just want to say uh thanks, Soko. Good good chat with you. I appreciate you taking the time. It was fun. Thank you. Thank you guys so much, man. What you guys are doing is awesome, and I really hope to be on the show again because this was a lot of fun. There's not enough time in the day to talk baseball with you guys.
All right, everyone. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. If it's your first time coming across our podcast, you can follow us on Twitter at BLD Pod. That's at BLD POD. We're also on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Bigly Dreaming the Podcast, and of course, subscribe to our YouTube channel. And if you want to be on the show or a future episode, reach out to us, Bigly Dreaming the Podcast at gmail.com. We'll see you on the next one.